Welcome to Iron Sights. This podcast candidly seeks to create opportunities and deliver impact by sharing the experiences and wisdom of successful entrepreneurs and thought leaders who unapologetically aim to win in health, fitness, business, and life. I'm your host, Scott Howell. Welcome to Old School Meets New School. Tradition meets innovation and imperfection meets excellence. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. In previous episodes, we've talked about how to structure your workout program to see more gains. In this particular episode, we are going to be talking about how to structure an upper body workout specifically in order to see more gains. And you're going to hear from myself, uh, obviously, and you're going to hear from CC English, president here at Red Dot Fitness, as well as Jeff Chanel, one of our senior coaches here at the gym. These episodes are brought to you by Red Dot Fitness training products and programs. For more information on those products or programs or how to work with a coach here, you can contact us here at Red Dot Fitness and go to rdftrainonline.com. That's rdftrainonline.com. Let's talk about the three best ways to structure your upper body workout. Uh, I, I guess when I, when I look at how people are kind of approaching their upper body workout program, I see some very typical things. Um, and it always never ceases to amaze me how people will do the same stuff over and over and over, expect a different result. And uh, whatever that is, what we call that, like the definition of insanity. Oh, yeah. And and oftentimes they're just suffering, like they're hurting, like their body, they don't get the result they want, or um, they think they're getting a result that they're not probably getting. And it just goes down this wild path of of I do this just because that's what I was told to do, or this is what I think I'm supposed to do. And uh, it's just like an archaic kind of way of thinking. So anyway, let's start with you, CC. Uh, what's, how do you structure your own upper body workouts and, and why, and why? You know, okay. So I'm going to preface this with depending on where I'm at in life and within my training, I'll structure my upper body workouts. Um, Differently, but I would say in general, I structure my upper body workouts with a two to one ratio of pulling to pushing. Uh, this philosophy is just in the fact that, you know, I think society is a, in general, we sit a lot. We're not nearly upright and ambulatory moving around. So um, we have a lot of forward head posture and rounded shoulders. And I think everybody can benefit from doing more pulling including myself. So um, when I structure my upper body workouts, uh, let's say I'm going to work out three days a week. I will probably do two sets of pulling on on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, followed by either a push on one of those days as well. And I'll make sure I get my my horizontal pushing and my um, vertical pushing in addition to to those pulls. Um, I'm always going to be pulling um horizontally, whether it's a closed chain exercise or an open chain exercise, for example, open chain would be like maybe a dumbbell row versus um, a closed chain where it's a, a body weight row where I'm on an inverted row. Like you're fixed to a barbell exactly. that's on a like a bench press bench press height squat rack. Correct. Or J cups on the squ yes. squat rack. Yes. Gotcha. yes. For um, a horizontal pull for a vertical pull. Maybe it's pull-ups one day and then on a Monday and then maybe on Friday, it's more of lat pull downs. Um, and then paired with that, I'll put in my, my, um, horizontal pushing. So 
maybe it's push-ups one day or loaded push-ups one day. And then maybe it's um, a dumbbell push, uh, a dumbbell flat bench press um, or a barbell flat bench press. Or maybe it's an incline dumbbell uh, bench press and um, or a barbell incline bench press. But I will put them on different days. So uh, maybe one day is more flat focused and then Friday is more of a more of an incline focus. Gotcha. So those are like your primary movements, right? So you're pushing and you're pulling, Mm -hmm. right? And and I think a lot of what you just mentioned there is probably very familiar to people. Like they get that, they hear that. But what about the rest of it? So the key takeaway there was you're doing something every other day or Mm -hmm. three days a week. Mm -hmm. um, And the ratio of of pulling to pushing is two to one. So you're doing more pulling than pushing Mm -hmm. because, you know, upfront anteriorly or in in that frontal plane, you're, we, we need to counter counteract what's going on there most of the day. Right. Or most of, most of life, which is all kind of happening in front of us. So Mm -hmm. we need to pay attention. Driving, writing, typing, whatever, sitting at Mm -hmm. the desk behind the computer, the laptop now on the, cell phone sitting at the podcast and all that (laughs) sitting at the podcast. So what else are you doing though? So for your upper body, what else are you throwing into your upper body workout to um, complement the, that pull push ratio and the things that you know are a challenge and or important for you? Um, I'll throw in accessories. So accessories would be more like breaking down certain movement patterns into their constituent parts. So, you know, at the end of, let's say a push up. Um, I might add a plus in there. And so let's say I'm doing um, a flat dumbbell bench press and then I want to add some extra stability for uh, my shoulder and and scapular thoracic um, aspect of my body. I might do what we call um, press ups. So that's basically the last component of a push up. And adding an extra what we call protraction of pushing up through the shoulder blades and controlling it back down to work specifically um, the serratus anterior, which Mm -hmm. is a stabilizing muscle for Mm -hmm. your your shoulder blade. Um, I'll also do some rotator cuff exercises, some face pulls, uh, working on external rotation of um, my shoulders and working on the eccentric component. So working at uh, various uh, joint ranges of motion because we don't always necessarily function right here at a 90 degree or, or zero or, you know, 90 degrees and up above our heads as well. So um, I'll do some of those types of things. I'll, I'll do other accessory, maybe some tubing, less weight specific, but still having some tension and resistance from other modalities uh, to work multiplanar. What about the pipes? What are you doing for the buys and the tries? Well, whenever I do any kind of pushing and whenever I do any kind of pulling, I'm automatically getting my biceps and triceps. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, all right. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, you know, if I have the time at the at the end of a week or something, I'll throw in some um, bicep specific or tricep specific. But for me, general health and fitness and longevity, I won't necessarily make the time to do that. That's not as important for me because I know I'm getting my biceps and my triceps when I'm doing um, rows and pull downs and when I'm pushing dumbbells up over my head or barbells and those types of things or doing dips, I'll be getting them, but they're more ancillary. So I think this and the other thing is, I think for me, I know my biceps get overworked. Um, That's probably one of the most overworked body parts in addition to our abs in the gym. So I don't necessarily focus on it. Yeah. So I, 
it's also to provide context here. You're, you're not training to be a bodybuilder, right? You're not training to purely um, impact your aesthetics on a daily basis. Yours is maintaining and increasing strength where it's appropriate and what's important for you at the time. The other context to this is you got some history, right? It's like, you don't have the healthiest shoulders in the world. No. Right. <laughs> um, you've, you know, there's been some stuff along the way that I know has created some major issues for you. So you're being really cognizant of that at this point in life, based on all the activity that you're doing before. I mean, mm -hmm. how many Ironmans did you do? Oh, I can't even tell you now. I, I, I've done multiple half Ironmans and I've done, I think, uh, two full, maybe three full Ironmans, two full Ironmans. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've dislocated both of my shoulders. So I'm very conscientious about what I do, how I do it, making sure I'm hitting um, my my chest and my back and my shoulders from multiple angles to make sure that I maintain healthy, strong shoulders because I don't have shoulder pain. Right. And I don't want shoulder pain. That's important. Yeah. And I have decent mobility um, and I can still reach over my head. I can put my suitcase in the top bin when I get on an airplane. Uh, I can get on the floor and move around with my kid and, and do things. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's general health and it's wellness, health and but wellness. it's also staying very strong because like I, I here's an example. Like I see you doing pull ups in the in the gym at least two times a week. Minimum, I like to do them three times a week, though. Yeah. So at least two times a week, I see you doing them, and half the time they're weighted, mm -hmm. right? So at least half the time they're weighted. So um, there's a there's a constant strength component that we're adding to this, but it's not it's not craziness. We're not mm -hmm. doing anything anything nuts. So again, a really good way to structure a workout if you've got maybe some of that type of history, but also if you're just training for general again st maintenance of strength, maybe some increases in strength, but general health wellness for the long term for that longevity so that you can do the things that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Jeff, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. So in terms of structuring your own upper body workouts, how do you do it? Well, for me, I had uh, AC joint pain for a good year and a half, maybe two years. Uh, I tried to push through it for a couple months, trying to relearn form and just kind of tweaking a couple things didn't really help. Um, so I really got into looking at my structure, what was going on, Come to find out it was my hips, right? So a lot of people don't know if you're in, dude, if you're in in-flare, out-flare and your hips and your sacrum's rotated, it goes up to your shoulders and rotates the opposite direction. So if you're on a bench and your pelvis is rotated to the left, your shoulders are rotated to, to the, the right, right and one's going to be pressing out more, you're going to over time have shoulder pain, right? That happened to me and uh, I just pressed this way for a long time and I really had to take a step back, focus on, again, the tissue quality in that area because it came became so fibrotic around the AC joint, trying to just keep all of that intact. It was inflamed, working on retraction and depression of the shoulder before I press. So doing like um, an inclined face pull, working on the mid and low trap fiber. Before you pick your major movement. Oh, or yeah. Like push movement for the day. Yeah. yeah. So like I'll come in, um, I'll go through some basic mobility stuff, maybe some shoulder cars, like some shoulder circles, very controlled. Um, after that, I'm going into like a banded face pull or rear delt external rotation kind of multi-joint movement. I try to add into the external rotation into the face pull. Yeah, it's there, but I really focus on it. Mm -hmm. And again, you can do these exercises and not get this result. So it's more of the intent, mm -hmm. right? Really making sure my shoulder blades are working. I'm watching, I'm looking at the mirror. I'm not just, you know, talking Going to my to friend. Yeah doing this, right? I'm really focusing. And then when I get into the bench, what is supposed to be happening? What was I lacking? Right. For me, it was lat tension, right? Using my back. A lot of people are like, what do you mean using your back? You're doing chest. Dude, your back does a lot in the bench press. 
probably more than your your chest. Let's be real. Like you're locking those shoulder blades into depression. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, so yeah. from an you're overall, about, like from an isometrically, yeah, right? yeah, yeah like, like for sure. They're like, working super hard. Yeah, yeah. You're not rolling. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not the prime mover, exactly. but yeah. they're the prime stable. Exactly. Right? And so just yeah. learning that exercise and kind of that cue um, and really focusing on it. Yeah. And to this day, I still do a warm up, you know, straight arm lap pull down or just a lap pull down uh, the shoulder circles, the face pulls. And yeah, that's what I focus on before just to have healthy shoulders. Yeah, so it's not really it's not necessarily the, the the choice of exercise that we're talking about here. It's the structure of the workout that we're talking about here, and 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 how you put together the movement patterns in preparation for the yeah. other things that you're going to do, and then how you follow up those things with the things that add on strength or add on stability or add on. Well, that's great that you said uh, that, right? Because you're talking about the exercise doesn't need to change. Yeah. Like I actually did change it a little bit. I I increased the the flat. I went to a sl- slight yeah. incline. Yeah, to take the to take the pressure off the chest for a the bit, yeah. GH joint, and then and brought it back down. Is. But yeah, I mean, you can manipulate. Like, you don't have to press from a flat position if your shoulders hurt or right. it's just not good I for don't. you. Yeah, or barbell press for that matter. I, I don't, and yeah. so that's that's an interesting thing. So here's how mine is similar and different in terms of what I feel is one of the best ways to approach this. And I'm going to take this from the perspective of the dude that's near 50 years old that's done a lot of heavy lifting, power training. Uh, I've, I've fallen off my bike, uh, you know, I've raced down the hill on my snowboard at ridiculous speeds and ate shit. I've been in car accidents. I've done a lot of stupid shit to my body over the years. Unfortunate stuff that's created issues for me. Plus things slow down. You know, my, my joints are, are, are worn out now. You know, they're just, they're tired. I'm mm-hmm. tired. I don't recover the same as I did, despite all the things that I do to mitigate that there are still challenges. And so one of the things I, I, drives me nuts when I see these younger, younger coaches, particularly male coaches working with male clients is, you know, they'll get to like, we've, we've talked about we're structuring our upper body workouts and they get straight into the bench press, right? Like, Oh, we're going to start with the bar and then we're going to throw the one thirty, then we're going to throw you know plates on. And then we're just going to kind of, we're going to build up. We're going to do our build set there. I have to tell you guys. So for you younger guys that don't fucking get this shit, you doing that to an old man like me, that shit fucking hurts. It hurts, man. Like I'm not ready for that. Not that I can't bench press. I can get out there and bench press, uh, and I can <laughs> reasonably. I can say I could probably bench press many more than any of the coaches here at any given day on any in any I, time. I could, I could agree, right? With that. So <laughs> it's not that I don't have the strength to do that. Yeah. It's what it does to my body when I do do it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I just mechanically uh, it doesn't. My body doesn't work the same, and, and from a resiliency perspective, it isn't quite the same. So my my point to this is is very similar to uh, to you, Jeff. I spend a lot of time before ever doing anything on my upper body day, warming up my entire body. Like my, I I try to get loose, and that it it, it looks very geriatric at the at the beginning. You know, I'm just kind of slowly moving and, and finding out where my tight spots are for the day, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the ones that I already knew about, but the ones that might be lingering from my previous workout or from the whatever previous activity I was involved in. If I had a long day on the shooting range that certainly impacts me the next day, if I had a day on the bike or, you know, even just like driving those type of things impact how I'm going to approach the next steps, but it starts out with very slow total body movement. Um, I will work through some of the uh, shoulder cars type movements. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm up top thoracic movements to wake things up, to lube stuff up, right. To start to get that synovial fluid moving through my joints so that I am, I am in a position to now start to load. Right. And I don't, it's like you're, you're oiling the squeaky wheel. 
right? And, and doing those things. So I'll take it very slowly. And then I don't move into the big, uh, again, like bench press or even dumbbell movements first. I actually back off and try to do a little bit more isolated, um, specific movement. Like I, I like to start with like a, if I'm working like a, a push day, I'll start with like a chest fly to kind of warm up the chest, but then I'll do what you, what you mentioned, CC there is I'll make sure I'm getting lots of pulling. So if I did 10 chest flies as a warm up, I'm doing 20 reps of some type of maybe vertical plus horizontal pulling to get my my uh, my scaps working and and basically those shoulder mechanics working in the way I need to and I'm starting to stay trying to stay very very in touch from an intention perspective of what is happening there before I then move into more of a challenging more traditional push and to your points I don't do flat bench anymore I don't even do flat dumbbell bench anymore I just it's uncomfortable for me both labrums are torn the biceps tendons are to to your point CC get very fired up very quickly if I'm not uh, if I'm not careful if, uh, from an overuse perspective, my elbows from gripping and things over years, like it, it just, they get fired up. So I, I take the time to really walk through some of the real more basic stuff. I don't use flies as a primary movement. I use it as a warm up uh, uh, movement, also activation movement before then I move into maybe heavier incline dumbbell chest press with the, on the slight incline, as you mentioned, um, my push-up movements, um, or my combination of you know more more, more contrast from like a, a big weighted movement to maybe even a more of an explosive movement, but not until I'm confident that my body knows what's going on and I've I primed it uh, for lack of a better term for the movements that I'm about to take it into. So this might not just apply to the old guys like me, right? I think this this applies. This can apply to a very novice lifter who isn't in touch with those shoulder mechanics or isn't in touch with why they're, what they're supposed to be feeling when they're doing these particular, particular movements. So while the selection of exercises is important, I think the preparation uh, before you start to do this selection of exercises is extraordinarily important. I think it's one of the most commonly overlooked things that, that, that are out there. And there's, it's not sexy. It, it isn't generally sexy. I mean, sometimes I'll pick up the mace and I'll swing the mace around a little bit and people think that that's cool or whatever. For me, it's it's not really cool at all. I have to do that because if I don't do that and then I go to my, my heavy pulls or my heavy pushes, I'm I'm feeling I, I there's a consequence for it the next day. So that's how those things are. That's how I sort of approach that 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 program. So I think for a lot of people, they look at their program, right? If they've purchased a program and they're getting a program from a coach or whatever else and it's like, bench press, right? And then uh, flies and then incline dumbbell press. And then, you know, you're doing, you're moving on to your triceps and we're missing the, let's get, let's make sure the body is is ready to accept that stuff. So that as to your point, Jeff, like just doing the program doesn't get you the result, mm-hmm. right? Just doing the exercise doesn't necessarily get you the result. So back up, understand where your body is, peel back the layers of the onion, um, what, what's important for you and, and try these different approaches and see what works best for you. Cause there isn't no, no one size, no one size fits all, but key takeaways. So, uh, double the amount of pulls to pushes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? For you, uh, CC, Jeff, let's make sure we got great activation. We've got, um, good body awareness and we've got good tissue quality to go into these movements. Uh, and we've woken things up so that when we get there, we're actually benefiting from the exercises that we have chosen to do, uh, whether it's an upper body routine or anything else for that matter. And, you know, in my case, I think it's, it's just be aware of where your body is for that particular day. And if you need to make a fucking change, cause it's, 
You can already tell mm. that shoulder's a little aggravated today. I probably shouldn't do this. Don't be afraid to change it up and come back to it later. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Iron Sights. If you enjoyed our conversation, you can support our mission by hitting the subscribe button, leaving a review, and sharing the podcast with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.